Blog Talk Radio. show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear our hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prade. I'm so glad y'all are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Or you can go to our chat room, which is available right now on our website at www.blogtalkradio.com. Also, for those who may want to see the video version of Reconnect My Heart, you can go to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. Dot com. That's reconnectmyheartpodcast.com. If you're on Facebook, you can go on my website. Excuse me, you can go on my Facebook page at Brother Prater. Spell Brother out, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P 
R-A-T-S and Tom E-R. Feel free to chime in and enjoy the show. I want to thank each and everyone who's tuned in, and I hope and pray that y'all had a great, great, great day. Today is the second Sunday in the month of July. This has been a very fast-paced year. My goodness. But I'm not going to prolong y'all any longer. On this show today, we're going to talk about being envy, envious, or jealousy. We're going to speak about the effects that it has on your spirit. Also, not allowing it to get into you and much more. We're going to talk about that and much more in the episode called Peanut Butter and Jealousy Sandwich. <laughs> Peanut Butter and Jealousy Sandwich. Um, you know, when I really think about it, you know, this this is a very, very um, intriguing topic because if you look at it, there's a lot of people that deals with it. And so I felt especially uh, this would be a great conversation for us to be able to really just just talk about some of the things that we may talk about in secular world, but we have to bring it in into our, if you want to say, into the church house or into our Christian uh, environment. We have to speak about it because if you look at it, we not only see it in the secular world, but we also even see in our Christian walk. And so we want to be able to talk about it because, to be honest with you, I don't care who you are, either you're dealing with it, you've dealt with it, or you will be dealing with it. And just in case somebody who may have never dealt with it, ain't dealing with it, or would never, quote, unquote, deal with it from others, Sometimes we have to look in a miracle. We might be the one that may be jealous towards other people. So that's something we really, really, we really need to have that conversation to talk about it. Because to be honest with you, when you look at it, everything in this life, God has given us a roadmap for us to be able to handle or deal with. And that includes jealousy too. So one of my favorite scriptures I often talk about, it's the scripture that says he has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. Life meaning eternal life. But also he has given us things pertaining to handling things here on earth in a godly way or in a godly fashion. So this is the conversation that we need to talk about. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to kind of break it down into two sections. The first section will be just in case you have to deal with envious, enviness from somebody. So first thing we want to do, we want to talk about what is envy and what is jealousy. And if you look at it, most of the time in our culture, we have used jealousy and being envy interchangeably meaning that we have often talked about it as if it's the same thing. And so a lot of times when we hear it, okay, we see that it's parallel. But what I want to do, I want to kind of break it down in its original meaning for us to get a real deep in-depth of what it is. 
Now, first of all, if you want to say in layman terms, jealousy is having something and you feel that there is someone that may want to take it from you. Jealousy is when you have something and you feel that someone is trying to take from you. But enviness is seeing something that someone else has and you don't have it yourself and you want to take from them. So understand, jealousy is you possessing something that you feel that is a threat of you losing. But enviness is seeing someone who has something and you're threatened and that you want it yourself. That's the best way to say it. So understanding that what I'm going to do when I speak, and I wanted to make sure that we break it down to understand what it means. Now, what I'm going to do, I'm going to kind of use the words uh, jealousy in this sense. So that way we can get a chance to really just kind of know and understand. So that way when we see it, we're able to identify. Now, when you deal with someone that's jealous, one of the things I often think about is dealing with someone that's being jealous, we have to understand that that is a spirit. One of the things we have to remember, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. That's one of the main things we have to think about. When we're dealing with someone that's jealous, understand, even though it's them that we see, but it's not really them that's doing that. It's a spirit. Jealousy or enviness is a spirit. Understand, that is a spirit. We have to remember that. So that way, when we see it, and it's very important, like I said, it's very important for us to remember that jealousy and enviness is a spirit. And I really want us to remember that because it's going to carry on into a lot of things that we talk about tonight. Jealousy is a what is a spirit. It is a spirit that is not from God, but it's a spirit that the devil has to try to infuse us with it. So understand that is not that person, but the spirit operating within that person. Also understanding when you're dealing with someone that's jealous, we have to understand that there are times that we just have to look over foolishness. Sometimes we have to look over the foolishness of others because actually that is a distraction. Just look at when we deal with people that are jealous or when we look at the timing, a lot of times the devil would try to bring some type of distraction to make us lose focus, to make us get distracted. Understand when we deal with people, when we deal with people who have that kind of behavior or attitude, that is a spirit, and also that is a distraction. So understand, that's a distraction because apparently you go on somewhere or you have something. You have something. Or guess what? You are something, someone important. So a lot of times when we deal with people, understand, you have something or they may think that you have something, and you could just be you. You could just be a confident person who loves people. But when I say confident, that doesn't mean that you're arrogant. You just knowing who you are. 
knowing who you are in the eyesight of God, knowing who you are within yourself. And there are some people, they cannot stand somebody who are like that because of their own insecurities. But going down to the other thing, when you deal with someone who may be jealous or envious of you, remember this. Don't change who you are. Don't change who you are to accommodate somebody who is jealous. You have to understand that you are not responsible for other people's actions. You're not responsible for other people's actions nor behavior. There are so many people who, if you want to say, try to dumb themselves down because of them dealing with someone who's not healed or recovered. So we have to understand you do not give up, quote, unquote, your birthright, so to speak, because of the behavior of someone else. The thing is, it's an opportunity either for you to help them just in case they want to change or just in case they may need some help. There may be some uh, situation that may be going on that God had presented in front of you to help minister to them. But then again, there are other times where the devil would send someone to distract you to make you give up who you are or where you're headed or what you got. So that's something for us to recognize. The main thing we always tell people when you're dealing with people or when you're dealing with a uh, situation of conflict, always be always be prayerful because there may be something that's behind the scenes that you really don't know. So God may be able to strategize to tell you how to handle it for them to get the healing that they need or deliverance that they need, but also for you to sharpen your spiritual gifts. So that's something for us to recognize. But you cannot change who you are because of the behavior of somebody else. Just because they don't know who they are or they don't know what they behave what they possess, that does not mean that you should give up who you are or what you possess. So that's something for us to recognize. So understanding that jealousy is a spirit, and we have to remember that jealousy is a sweat is a spirit. Also understand there are people who have jealousy or who may have eminence because when you look at it, a lot of times that jealousy, understanding that is a spirit, but also it's an emotion that occurs when someone has uh, already possessed something and you feel threatened by it or they feel threatened by it. Also understanding with that jealousy, jealousy is a mixture with fear, with insecurities. Also a lot of times when people have some type of jealousy or enviness, when you get to the root of the situation, and this regardless if it's the other person or if it's you. Right now, we're going to focus on if it's someone else, but this right here, understanding the uh, uh, characteristics that jealousy or enviness possess. Understanding that there's a mixture of fear, insecurities, betrayal. People may have been betrayed in the past or rejected. Also, there might have been 
some sense of hopelessness, a sense of hopelessness in them that may have created the feelings of curiosity or leading up to them being jealous of others or envious of others. Also, resentment, resentment, and even anger to the thought of losing something or someone in a special relationship or a status. When you look at it, matter of fact, um, and, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to throw in envy also. Now, envy, which I mentioned, is a quite stronger and unpleasant emotion, but this time, but this time it refers to something or someone else, and also you don't have to believe or think. A lot of times you don't have to believe that, hey, this person is something. This person don't have something. Well, the thing is, when it comes down to images, understand that sometimes those things can play mind games on that individual or on you. Whoever may have that envious spirit in them, understanding a lot of times they make assumptions. Now, when it boils down to it, somebody could be envious because of a person's wealth, because of a physical possession, a position of beauty, intelligence, and also power, power, authority. I said all that because when we look at it, there are people who may be jealous. Look here, to you, you might be just an average Joe Blow. But people may see who you are and feel that it's a threat because you have something that they want. Now, first looking at jealousy. Remember, jealousy is you having something and you feel that someone's trying to take from you. Now, Let's just say if a person have a, you know, some little kids. I looked up and they said that uh, sometimes jealousy can start even at the early age of six months old. For example, if you a baby and you see your mom playing with a dog, well, guess what? Sometimes that little old baby can be jealous that something they see something is being held by mom, regardless if that dog is real or fake to them it doesn't matter if it's real or fake it just number one they feel threatened that that doll is taking their position so hey there are some kids even have a they have three toys and there are other kids over there and the kids want to play with all the toys and then when they see a kid coming over to play with one of the toys that they're not playing with then they want to complain and snatch the toy and that the parent tell them, hey, you have to share. But it's a threat. Some people feel threatened. And I found out so many people, they feel, threat- feel threatened when not only they don't know who they are, but also when it boils down to them feeling like they're going to lose their status. You know, when you see somebody, even at work, I'm going to say it like this. There are some people, they are so competitive. They are so competitive. There is a competitive nature especially even at the workplace. In the workplace, well, I'll put like this. Any place that there's a position of a thought or some type of ranking, you know, competitiveness, even with sports. You know, I was listening um, 
I was listening to uh, The Last Dance, the documentary of uh, Michael Jordan and the Bulls, and they were saying that Michael Jordan was so competitive. He would, he would compete with anything and anybody, no matter what, he was very competitive. Now, granted, he was great at what he was doing, but then there are others, they see everything as a threat, and when they see somebody like somebody being at their job, and hey, hey, how long you been at your job? Oh, I've been at my job 20 years. How long you been here? Uh-oh, I've been here uh, 19 years. Well, you know what? It shouldn't be a threat because you should know who you are. And you should be confident in your position or in your work. But there are some people, because they don't understand who they are, they feel that everything is a threat. You know, it's just like there are some people, to them, they could be the prettiest one in the room. But then all of a sudden they see someone that they may feel like they may look better or may get more attention, then they feel threatened. See, with jealousy or enviness, a lot of times they bring up a lot of anxiety. You know, when you think about it, if you feel a a little anxiousness, if you feel a little uneasiness because of someone else's status or position or presence, then you might have to check yourself. So when we boil down to jealousy or enviness, we have to understand, like I always say it, and I wanted to make sure that we understand this, it is a spirit. Remember that. It is a spirit. Also understanding that envy involves two parties. It involves two people. Now, when we deal with jealousy and envy, I spoke about jealousy a few minutes ago, but think about enviness. Enviness. Someone else has something that you may feel like that you don't have. You want to go after it. Now, in dealing with people, because I want to make sure that we focus on, for right now, dealing with people who are like that towards us. So when we deal with those kind of people, like I said, they could be mad, they could be angry or whatever, but as long as you're doing the right thing, your hands are clean. So you have to make sure you can't, you can't blame yourself, you can't cause yourself to go into some type of worry mode or some type of frantic because other people may be jealous of you. And sometimes what happens because of that, like I said, it can make us get off course for us to be able to step out of what God made us or what God wants us to do because we're so focused on trying to accommodate someone that ain't healed. We have to be assured and be obedient to the path that God has for us and just pray for them, but pray for them and keep on going. You Look here. You can't justify to unreasonable people. There are some people, I don't care how you make it plain, and I don't care even if you can be accommodated to them. Hey, how you doing? You open the door for them as they're walking through the door, all that stuff, but you can't stress yourself out because of the behavior of other people. That's something that is not your control. That's something that the devil may want you to do for you to worry, stress, and all that stuff and lose some sleepless nights. And God is trying to tell you, hey, look here, you put them in my hands and leave it alone. So that's something that God wants us to be able to do for us to be able to really just understand, you know what? 
when it comes down to change grown folks, also it's not your responsibility to change grown folks. Look, I'm going to give you permission right now. I'm going to give you permission to release the responsibilities of others from you. Say right now, I'm not responsible, I'm not responsible for the actions or the behavior of others. I'm freeing myself from that. That is not my responsibility, and I'm not going to take that as my responsibility. The only person you're responsible for is you. That's it. So that way you can focus on the purpose and plan that God has for you. You cannot worry about grown folks, point blank. Now, if it's something they maybe try to do to try to sabotage, now you have to be aware of who they are. I'm not saying, hey, hey, you worry about, no, 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 no. Now, I'm going to tell you like this. This is something for us to be able to do. In case you're dealing with someone and you know how they are, then document everything. If it's at the workplace or whatever, document what of incidents that may be going on, if there's something that may be, um, hmm, something may be going on that's, you know, out of the norm. I always tell people, you document everything. Document everything, even with date and time, because you want to have a paper trail of something go on. And especially if it's at the workplace or whatever, document everything, because there are some people that may try to sabotage your work. So you have to use wisdom. And I know some people, well, you know, I'm just going to pray about it and just leave it alone. Well, guess what? God wants you to be watchful also because you may be saved, but you deal with somebody who ain't. Or let me backtrack. You may be saved and you may, they may be telling you they saved, but you deal with somebody who ain't delivered. So that's a difference. So regardless of who you are, if there are somebody that you know may be trying to sabotage your work or may even just slander your name. I tell people, uh, don't have it with me. I lost it. Document everything. Document everything with date and time. Write down everything. It is so important because there are people, I'm going to tell you like this, the devil will use people. And when it comes down to dealing with people who are jealous or envious, or whatever, you'll be surprised. Sometimes it brings the ugliness out of them. And you know what? Even if you're looking in the Bible, if you look in Genesis, somebody that was jealous, somebody that was jealous, somebody who, you know, uh, because uh, Abel, Abel was acknowledged. You know, Cain killed, not just Cain killed Abel, Cain killed his own flesh and blood. But they're going to show you how jealousy will brawl up, will ball up and make somebody do something sometimes ugly, sometimes deadly. So you have to use wisdom when you know, when you become aware of somebody who have that kind of what? Spirit. Understand that who they are, what they're dealing with. And document everything so that way, even at work, if there's something that may be going on or whatever like that, instead of them causing you to have a poor performance or lose your job or whatever, you got things documented to say, hey, look, that was me. It was them. Having them checked out. 
So as believers, we have to be responsible for us to document things. And like I said, I'm a firm believer in prayer and fasting and praying, but also God gave us the responsibility of stop being naive, of stop being foolish, and giving the people a pass, especially when they're doing a criminal act, everything. So when you're dealing with people who are like that, understand, even if you forgive them, which we we need to forgive, we're supposed to forgive, but also on the same token, when they do dastardly deeds towards us, you have to make sure to forgive them, but also remember their actions, especially when there's no change. We forgive people, but just because we forgive them, that does not remove the consequences of their choice or of their actions. They may, they must deal with consequences. And also, they may even pertain to termination, days off, or jail time. So understanding when people do things, we can forgive them. But also, just because you forgive them, not only does it not remove the uh, uh, consequences, but also that doesn't mean that you automatically uh, uh, automatically trust them. I said forgive them. You, you have to forgive them to keep your spirit clear, but trust them. You don't have to trust them. You have to understand who you're dealing with. And when you understand who you're dealing with, then they help you to be able to understand what they may potentially do, because I'm telling you, when a spirit of Satan get into people, you have to be mindful. You have to be calculated. You have to be watchful of their behavior. Because remember this. God gave us the responsibility for us being watchful. We're supposed to be watched dogs. The Bible tells us, watch as well as pray. So we have to be responsible. God wanna look here, God don't want us to go in, into a situation blindly. He wants us to be protected. And also God will forewarn us about things. But when God forewarns us about things, then we have to deal with them accordingly. Even when God shows you about people that you try to bring into your friendship, your circle of friendship. Sometimes you bring in people who may not be delivered and you think that that's your BFF and come to find out you've chosen someone who might be so jealous of you to try to sabotage everything that God has for you. So you have to be mindful of that, even in choosing a friend. And, and you know what? And I found this out. And not just in choosing a friend of the same sex. But also, and this might be something else that we may have to talk about in the future. I found that even dealing with people of the opposite sex pertaining to courting, dating, marriage, I did not realize until I got older that there are people who are even jealous about the jealous of their spouse's career or even ministry. That's something, I mean, it blew my mind when I began to start seeing a spouse jealous of someone else's ministry or they felt a competitive nature. Instead of them working together, there was one that's trying to compete against the other. I'm like, wow, but they lose sight of the main thing, the main focus is kingdom building. It's God's kingdom. 
not their kingdom, or not their agenda. It's God's agenda, not theirs. So for us to recognize when, they deal, when we deal with people who may be jealous, who may be envious, we have to understand that these are the things that if we're not watchful, we may be entering into a, something or allowing people into our circle who may mean us very, very bad intentions or mean us harm. So that's something for us to recognize. When we deal with people who are jealous, when we deal with people who are jealous, hey, you can love them from afar, but also you have to watch them. And even if they may have done something in the past, of course, forgive them, but also also allow that to have you to examine yourself. If you keep choosing people who are always jealous of you, then you have to choose a better method or a better way for you to choose people, allow people into your life or into your circle. So that's something for us to think about. Now, I mentioned about when we deal with jealous people. And now we're going to talk about when the jealousy is in us. Now, the reason why I wanted to emphasize about jealousy or even enviness is a spirit. Understand spirits are real and spirits can transfer. Why did I say that? Because let's just say you dealt with someone who might have been jealous of you. Well, when it's not treated, when spirits are when in a, uh, I was just say in an, an assault, but when a wound or when hurt has not been addressed, what happened? It become a spiritual infection, and that wound that was hurt by a seed, an evil seed or a spirit, it now manifest and now who hurt you now you become when you don't treat that situation that you've dealt with then who hurt you is who you become another way of saying it and think about it is when you deal with someone and you end up having some type of animosity or hatred then what happened is who you hate is now who you become it may happen instantaneously, but most of the time it happens gradually. It's just like when someone who's been used to being abused, it can be physically or emotionally, verbal or whatever. And when they're not healed, then what happens when they get into a healthy relationship with someone who's the opposite of who they dealt with, not all, but there are times that that person who have not been healed from that, then what happens, then instead of them receiving the abuse from that nice person, they begin to abuse that nice person. And when you think about it. So this is something that is so important for us to deal with. Whenever we have dealt with anything that is of a spiritual nature, we have to ask God to help us to be healed from that. Now, the other, the other important thing about uh, dealing with a spiritual matter is understanding we as human beings are, are spirits. We 
have dual citizenship. We have a residence, a physical residence here on earth, but also we have a, 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 a spiritual residence in the spiritual realm. So in other words, we're the only creature that God created that's living in two different worlds at the same time. There's a physical world that we own Facebook and YouTube and all that stuff right now. You're in the comfort of your home on earth. But also in the spiritual world, your spirit is looming around. You may be hearing things or maybe seeing things that are going to be transpiring or whatever. One of the analogies I always think about is, have you ever gotten ready to go somewhere and you get this feel like something ain't right? It's something may not, hmm, so I don't think I don't need to go. Well, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to go ahead and go anyway. And as soon as you get there, it was exactly how you saw it before you physically got there. That because your spirit man connected with the atmosphere or where you were going before you physically made it there. So understand, we are spirit beings. We are spirit having a physical experience. Because once we die, our physical body dies, but our spirit and soul does not die. And just like how God made a body for this physical world, he also has a body prepared for us in the eternal life. So that's something for us to recognize. We are spirit beings, and jealousy and enviness is a spirit that's not from God, not from our creator, but from the devil. And understand the devil will always try to make us get in some type of uh, rush to do things. Or if you look at it, when we have any type of uh, spirit of abandonment, understand all these words I'm about to say is a sort of spirit that may lead up to something else. Spirit of abandonment, the spirit of rejection. These things, when you when when you have experience going to the root of it, some type of some form of hurt. When you deal with some type of hurt, when it's untreated, it begins to grow. Or if you want to say there is a spiritual scab that grows that may be unhealthy, that may end up having that to sprout out other things for it to be able to destroy you in the purpose that God has for you or contaminate your spirit. So there is a hurt, and because you were rejected, remember this, because you were rejected or you may have experienced some type of hurt of the rejection, your response may produce some form of jealousy or enviness or something or retaliation. So all these are spirits that we have to understand that these are real. And so with those things, when we have experienced some type of hurt, or if we don't know who we are, if we don't know who we are, if we don't know um, who we are in God, or even, like I said, not just knowing who we are in God, but also in knowing who you are in yourself. What happened, we end up dealing with some type of spiritual identity crisis. And then what happened, everything is a threat. Every person is a threat. And then we feel that someone is going to take our spot or take our 
position. So understand, these are the things that the devil may try to do to make us have mind games in our head. So understand, when you are jealous, you have to first understand, you got to admit you got a problem. You got to admit that, you know what, I may be jealous. Because if you look at it, sometimes in the people that we're jealous of, they ain't even thinking about us. They ain't trying to take from us. You know, but these mind games that the devil may try to have on us or towards us, and we end up running ourselves ragged. So understand, when we are jealous of others, I'm, I'm going to bring this up because something I want to make sure to bring up. Um, when you are jealous of others, there is a deep issue that has not been addressed or has been avoided. When we are experiencing some type of hurt and it's unaddressed, it's unaddressed or if it's ignored, it can create a spiritual, uh, there's a spiritual breeding that happens. And remember this, those spirits came from Satan and so understand that the devil is always trying to breed like-minded spirits within you. You are the incubator that tries to, that, that the devil want to use to breed or to mate other spirits that came from him. But God is trying to, what, eliminate that and heal you so that way that that you dealt with you can have peace. Understand that that's not your identity. And so when we look at the jealousy or enviness, a lot of times people, a lot of times people deal with that. And I'm going to say it like this, especially, especially you can see it within families. You can see it at jobs, but also you can see it at the church. One of the things I had to I have to say that God devil me on when we don't know who we are. When we don't know who we are, then we allow different things to become our identity. But this is what God told me. Don't allow a title or don't allow your title, your position, or your ministry to become your identity. What happens People, instead of them dealing with the hurt or dealing with the problem that they may have dealt with, a lot of times people mask it and avoid and work. They work and they try to suppress that hurt. And what happened, they're not fixing the problem. And then they put a, if you want to say they put a Band-Aid on a bullet wound by trying to hide behind their title their position or their ministry. And when I say ministry, it's more than just behind the church. It's more than just behind the pulpit. There are so many people that may have dealt with things. I'm going to say it like this. There are some people that may have dealt with things, and instead of them, excuse me, many people that have gone through things, and instead of them dealing with it, what they want to do, God may be telling them, hey, look here, I want you to fast and pray. I want you to spend some time with me uh, for a week, I want to talk to you. But what they'll do, 
they they can't stand being by themselves. They hate quietness. They have to have the TV on, the radio on, get in the car, play loud music, talk on the phone, and they're avoiding that quality time that God want to have with them to heal them. And then instead of fasting and praying for the week that God told them to, what they want to do. They always want to find themselves busy. They'll find things to do at work or they'll find things to do within their family or they'll find things to do within the church. Even though they're doing good work within the church, but they're not the assignment that God told them to do. They're finding themselves busy when God's trying to heal them. And the the key thing, get this, the motive of going to church or doing those things within the church, it ain't because God told them to. It's because they don't want to deal with themselves. They don't want to deal with that hurt. They don't want to acknowledge it. So what we have to do, we have to first acknowledge we need help. We have to first acknowledge that we are hurt. And when you acknowledge it, then that's half of the step right there acknowledging you know what i done messed up or you know what i allowed this person to hurt me and it's it's something i gotta deal with it's something that i need help with and meeting that you need help that doesn't make you less than a christian or less than being saved that doesn't mean that what it means that you are a human being who went through something and one of the things i always say people think the word being human meaning being sinful or doing something wrong no the thing is, hurt is hurt. Even animals go through hurt. Even animals go through emotions. So the thing is, at least sometimes some of the animals uh, deal with it, but it's us as humans that avoid it. So understand that when you deal with things, when you have experienced something, it could be a hurt, it could be a loss, it could be grief. The main thing is being able to acknowledge it. That's something that's going to help us. Being able to not allow your title, position, or ministry to become your identity. In other words, like I said, you cannot hide behind the mask anymore. You cannot hide or avoid you and your hurt. We have to face it. You have to face that rejection that you had. You know, you were longing, you've been longing. And what happened a lot of times when we are longing for something or we feel some type of abandonment or some type of rejection, what happened, we would try to be clingy to sometimes things or people that may not be healthy for us. It's, I've seen so many people, they have allowed their identity to be based upon a relationship or an anticipation of being with someone. We've seen it. Let's be honest. We've seen it. And what happened, oh, my goodness, as soon as it doesn't work out, then what happened? When we see another relationship that look promising, that look like it's going to work out, what happened is we begin to feel a little little, mm, a little something within us, a little jealousy within us, so to speak. Give you an example. You have a young lady right here. She's been single for 10 years. I'll say, I'll say five years. She's been, you know, she newly divorced. Well, she's been divorced for five years. And she want to be married again. She want to be in a relationship again. But then all of a sudden, here this other young lady. She's been divorced. Mm, 
for a year, and she ended up dating someone else, and it seemed like it's very promising. Now, guess what? Now that young lady who's in a new relationship, who went through the process of going to God, getting the help, getting the healing that she needs, and now she's in a healthy relationship. Instead of that lady, excuse me, instead of that lady that's been uh, single for five years, instead of celebrating her, what happened? Mm, what's she doing getting into another relationship? I've been single for five long years. I went through so much and all that stuff. I deserve to have a, a good man. And how is she going to end up uh, being with somebody else before me? You see what happened? A lot of times, some of them people that are jealous, a lot of times they feel not just the abandonment from other people, but sometimes the abandonment from God. Sometimes they feel like God forgot about them. And so when it looks like God is answering somebody else's prayers before their prayers, then their feelings are hurt. Now they have a little something against that person right there. And listen here, that person ain't doing nothing but living. But it's you that allowed that hurt to stop your spiritual growth. It stopped your life. A lot of times there are so many people, they have a growth, they don't have a growth spur anymore. They allow their life to be stale, a stalemate right there. One of the things I found out with water, water is so good, so refreshing, so replenishing, so nourishing. But what happens is when water no longer moves, when it stands still, when it stands still, what happens? It begins to be stale. It begins to stink. And that's what happened with us within ourselves. That's what happened spiritually and emotionally, sometimes even mentally within us. Because we have not allowed ourselves to progress or move forward from the hurt or get the healing that we need, a lot of times we have become stalemates in the life of other people. And sometimes even within ourselves. So what we have to do, we have to acknowledge, you know what? I'm hurt. <laughs> you know what? I need some help, you know. And you know what? Even if you may have felt a little jealous towards somebody, hey, look here. Acknowledge it. Because ultimately, and when I'm saying acknowledge it to them, but acknowledge it to yourself. Acknowledge it to yourself. You know, you, when, when you don't know who you are, you end up becoming a Camille. You know, I did this, and this is me, like I said, those that know me, I don't mind uh, throwing myself under the bus, being transparent. But um, when I was younger, this is when I was younger. I don't do this no more. But when I was younger, there was a young lady that I had liked. Um, at the time, I think I had hair. <clears throat> and I found out what kind of guy she liked. So... She liked it, uh, a guy with short hair and, um, let me see, short hair, tall, muscular, you know, all that stuff, nicely tanned. So what I did, since I wasn't the exact type of guy that she liked, I figured out what kind of guy she liked, and I tried to become that. And so we eventually ended up dating. And then what happened, she ended up, dating somebody that looked like who I used to look like. <laughs> and I'm like, 
man, oh, man. But all that happened because I didn't know who I was. Because me not knowing who I was, I became somebody that she said she liked, but come to find out, that's not what she really liked. It. That's not what she needed. That's what she wanted. So what we have to realize, we have to be comfortable in our own comfortable in our own skin. Then we're not threatened by other people, even if it look like they surpass us, or even if it's like they're getting a promotional, or even if they are equivalent to us. It's not going to take anything from us. It's not going to take who we are, nor what we possess or what we have. But a lot of times we feel threatened by others because we're not secured in ourselves or insecured in what we have. So as someone walk into the room that may, quote, unquote, how to say, look better than you, or maybe, quote, unquote, more attractive, hey, applaud them. That's good. But the thing is, if you know who you are, then there's no threat because nobody can beat you being you. You have to know who you are and quit trying to fulfill the life of other people through their own through somebody else's shoes. You have to know who you are. And when you know who you are and when you're comfortable in your own shoes, then this is your world. And everybody else is just a visitor. But when you don't know who you are and when you're trying to live your life in somebody else's world, then you have to accommodate to their rules. So you have to understand who you are. I'm, I'm trying. I know this is kind of a secular way of saying it, but I want us to understand verbatim, knowing who you are, but also addressing and dealing with the hurt, the rejection, the abandonment that you have dealt with. Because when you are not, when you're not dealing with that rejection or abandonment then there's going to be an anticipation that the people that you allow into your life will do the same thing towards you. You have to deal with that and give it to God. You have to give it to God. Also, being able to understand with that admission, you have to admit that you have a problem, that you have to admit that you were hurt. Also, Another thing, when you are dealing with jealousy or envy, I mentioned earlier, envy or jealousy, Titian, but also this is something else. And this may be something that a lot of us need to just examine within ourselves. Stop focusing on you and your feelings alone. A lot of times when people are dealing with jealousy, they always feel that it's about them and them only. They're not considerate about other people. They always think, well, you know, well, I'll they take everything personal as if it's a personal attack towards them. Good example. What if somebody that um, that's in a circle, there's a circle of five in a friendship, but Four of them actually go out somewhere, but that person that was not invited. <laughs> well, what, why, why y'all didn't invite me? You know, that y'all, y'all made me feel a certain kind of way. But them four people that end up meet up, go to that person that did not invite and tell them, hey, look, we know that you don't drink. And so we went out to go get some drinks. Now, I'm not saying that it's healthy. I'm not saying that it's right. 
as far as going out to drink or whatever that. I'm giving you an example. But, well, look, we knew that you didn't drink, and we were just going out and uh, just getting some drinks to talk about some things or whatever that. But we were going to do something. Um, we wanted to sit down and talk to clear the air because the conversation did not involve you. There was something going on between us four. So we just wanted to clear the air. See? And then all of a sudden you found out, hey, you were wrong. It wasn't that they don't care about you. They're trying to get you out the circle. No. Which leads me to my next thing. In dealing with jealousy or enviness, what we cannot do, we cannot, we cannot, drum roll please, assume. A lot of times, many of us assume and we be totally off. The Bible tells us, judge ye not, unless ye be judged. Some people think, oh, well, you know, nobody can judge me, so God, but God, so that's what, that's not what it means. What it means in that scripture, it says, judge ye not, unless ye be judged, simply means don't assume. That's all it means. I can't assume because, uh Sucks. That person must be uh, uh must have some family problems. They always frowning. They always acting like they got an attitude. No, you're assuming. You don't know. In other words, assumption is thinking something with no factual proof. So that does not mean because we're assuming or that because something may be going on, we should not assume or jump to the conclusions that Somebody is mistreating you. Somebody doing you wrong, doing you dirty. No. We have to stop assuming. And like I said, a lot of times when we're not dealing with something, uh, when, we're not, when we have not addressed an issue, a lot of times what happens, because of what we deal with in the past, we're going to think everybody's going to do us that way. You know, there are some people, they cannot have a healthy relationship because they sabotage it because of un settled or unhealing that they have dealt with in the past. In other words, they sabotage their own blessings. They sabotage their own relationships. So with that jealousy or being envious, look, checking your motives. Check your motives at all times. We have to be able to really just go to God and be real with ourselves. That's something that we have to do. Like I said, the other thing we have to remember in that rejection, in that uh, being abandoned or that abandoned feeling or that abandoned spirit, spirit, we have to realize a lot of times people are jealous because they feel that God has forgotten about them. Well, you have to remember God has not forgotten about you. God has not forgotten about you just because Somebody mentioned earlier, I mentioned earlier about somebody getting a blessing before you and you want the same blessing as them. Just because someone else, their blessings before you, that does not mean that God abandoned your desires or your prayers. You have to acknowledge that. It does not mean that God has tossed you to the side or left you alone. We have to understand we cannot gauge our time based upon somebody else's time. We cannot gauge when we should get our needs and when somebody else should get their needs. 
the thing is, if God bless someone else, then that's great. But understand the same God that can bless them can bless you. But you have to first be able to celebrate others in order for you to be celebrated too. We have to make sure to understand that God, who God is in God's timing. A lot of times we feel that, well, you know, God doesn't care or whatever like that. But this is something that really struck me that God hit me with the other day. A lot of times we feel that God left us. A lot of times we feel that God abandoned us. But if you really think about it, God doesn't abandon us. We abandon God. <laughs> Just point blank. We abandon God. Where God at? He right where you left him. Just point blank. That's why it's important for us to repent. If we repent, we get back in right standing with God. So if we get in right standing with God, that means that God didn't leave, we left. God is there for us, but God wants us to be able to be real with ourselves. God did not abandon us. God did not throw away uh, our hopes and dreams. But a lot of times what happens, we sabotage it. Sometimes we take matters into our own hands, and when things don't work out, then we don't get what we want. But just because someone else is doing what they're supposed to, they receive the blessings of God, and we miss the blessing that was meant for us. Or we miss it in the timing. Because God may bless us later on, but he may have, a, he may have to delay it because of our disobedience. Or because of our lack of preparation. God may be telling you, hey, you need to get ready for this. You need to get ready for that. And we dragging our feet. And then what happens when opportunity comes, we miss it. And so what happens, we got to go back to the drawing board. But then there's somebody else, they were ready. They were prepared. And then all of a sudden, boom, they took advantage. And they, phew, they end up advancing before us. We can't get mad. We can't get jealous. They did their part. We're not doing our part. So with that, we have to acknowledge that we did not, excuse me, God did not abandon us. We abandoned God, point blank. We abandoned God. Oftentimes what happens is we forget about God, and because we're so focused on what we want, we forget about God, and it makes us. It makes us see who we are in him and what he doing for us. In other words, if we if we focus, if we focus on God, it'll help us to see who we are in him. But when we ignore God or when we abandon God, then we focus on our own needs, on our own self and what happened. There's no room for God in our life. We become our own God or we allow somebody to be God in our life. Sometimes we may put a relationship. Sometimes we may put a position. Sometimes we may put a job before God. And what happened, it would not give us the satisfaction or the joy that we desire. And sometimes, not only we putting things or people ahead of God, but sometimes what happens, the thing that we put before God is often the thing that we lose. Not because of, I'm going to say it like this, not because of, well, God is punishing you. No, 
you're dealing with something that gave you a false sense of security. And what happened is we focused on it, and that wasn't the plan that God had for us. That wasn't the person that God had for us. But what happened, we put everything, we put all of our energy, all of our focus on that thing or on that person. And we realized, you know what, we're stepping outside of God's will because that's not the thing or the person that God has for us. And so what happened, it ended up sabotaging because the thing that we choose, we chose it based upon our idea, our quote-unquote thinking. And God trying to tell you, uh-uh, God's showing red flags and everything. Uh-uh, that's not what I have for you. It's not going to work out. Hey, look. You listen to them sweet words that the dude's saying, but I'm telling you, he's not a man of commitment. You think that that's the man of your dreams because he having a Bible in his hand, but I'm telling you, he ain't been to my house. He ain't been to the church of the Lord since he was born. He's running game. And then all of a sudden, that person ends up getting you pregnant, and then all of a sudden, that person starts slowly leaving you. Or you put so much energy and focus on that person or on their relationship, and you leave God out of the equation. We don't tell, say, God, God, let your will be done in my life. God, is this your will? We do what? I know that. See, that's God. See, God, uh-uh. It's just, like, it just like us consulting God after we made the choice. How about we do it before we make a choice? How about we listen to God's choice? What if God's choice is better than ours? What if God want to reveal the hidden thing in that person or in that thing? You know, we get our hopes and dreams on that on that particular job, and God trying to tell you that's not the job I have for you. And then what happens? Shoot, things don't work out. So these are some of the things we got to think about. And like I said, we can't measure God's timing in our life based upon other folks' timing in their life. So with that being said, think about it and consider. God does not want us to receive the jealousy spirit from other people. And if we have dealt with jealousy or envious from people, not allowing that to infect your spirit. Because remember, spirits are real, and spirits can transfer, and a lot of times it transfers from hurt. So understand, you're not, you're not who you dealt with or what you dealt with. Because somebody abandoned you. You don't have to do the same thing for other people. You don't have to do the same thing to other people. If you've dealt with that, I want to hear you. And what great testimony that you can give from God to others because you've dealt with that and you helping people to overcome that. So like I said, God is there to help us and for us to be able to focus on the needs and the plan that he has for us and not allowing that hurt are not allowing their enviness or jealousy to distract us from the purpose and plan God has for us. So understand, this is something that God has for us, and it's so much more for you if you accept what God has for you. So with that being said, 
I want each matter of fact, I, I see someone on the line. I'm going to give them the opportunity to come on here. Hello, hello. Welcome to Rick and Mahal Podcast. You're on the air. How you doing today, sir? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, yes. You there? Hey, yes. Yes, yeah. You on the air? Is there anything you'd like to say? Yeah, man. Awesome message. Um, I'm I'm really thankful that I uh, uh, tuned in. Uh, you hit on a lot of key points, um, especially when you start talking about that. That I actually had a conversation with Mr. Tim today. Um, you hit on a lot of key points about you know how at some point a lot of times we make different things. Uh, become our God in a sense uh, mm-hmm. by focusing on that. When if we just focus on God, He gonna give us everything we need and most of what we want. But if He gave us everything we want, then we probably wouldn't be focused on Him. So uh, I want to say I thank you, man, and, and it's an awesome message, and I really, really appreciate it. Um, uh, hopefully, a lot of people uh, was tuned in. Uh, because we need this type of, we need these lessons uh, these days. We need these messages these days that, that you're putting out. So I just thank you, and God bless you, man, and I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, and to be honest with you, you know, um, one of the things I found out in my approach that God made me, God, I'll put like this, and I appreciate how God wired me. At first, I didn't know how, but I appreciate it. And my thing is just, being able to just have the everyday conversation about life. You know, a lot of right. times we just, you know, we think, well, you know, uh, the only way God want to talk to us is, you know, within the church and things just pertaining to, quote, unquote, um, within the church. But God is concerned right. about our everyday life. Point Every He's concerned about That's our right. everyday life. And to be honest with you, I love, I love church. I love worship and everything. But... When you think about it, we have to be ministers, not just behind the pulpit, but also at the workplace, also within the family. You know, so for us to be able to understand that we're going to confront some things. And if you look at it in the Bible, it dealt with and addressed the things that was going on in the lives during that time, the lives of people during that time. But we have to realize that the same thing that was going on then it's happening now, and just like how God dressed those situations in the past, He's addressing things right. now. But He wants us to acknowledge it, you know. And and I found out that's that's the importance of salvation. Salvation is. That's right. I mean, of course, God wants to deliver us uh, from the penalty of sin. God wants to remove us from the power of excuse me from the uh, the presence of sin. That's great, mm-hmm. but. Even right. right now, while we're living on this earth, he want to help us to overcome the power of sin and its right. residue. And so that's the only that's way right. for us to really understand that God is concerned about the things pertaining to us. So, you know, when I began to really start seeing that for my life, I was like, why? It, it, it sounds so, I guess it sounds so um, uh, childish to some people, but I was like, Wow. God really does care, you know. Oh yeah, right. yeah, he cares. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Definitely. So he cares, he cares, and 
And and one of the things that uh, a lot of the lessons you've taught and uh, Pastor Logan as well, um, God is our maker. So who's going to understand us better than anybody else, right? He's going to understand us better than anybody else. He's a he's a loving father, and I think that's uh, what gets lost a lot of times with people is understanding that God is not this 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 uh, spirit that just wants to be an authoritative spirit. He's a loving father. Yeah. So, yeah. but as a as a child, what do we have to do? We have to be obedient. Yeah. Right. And so, so then, therefore, in turn, then now God is able. If we're obedient, He's able to pour out all His love on us. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, that's the view I have of God, and um, that's what's actually been implemented in my life. And since I've done that, the, the like you talked about early, uh, the jealousy and the different things like that, the first thing you said was give it to God. Give it to your father. Give it to your loving father and let him deal with it because he's going to cover you, you know, through all situations. Yeah, yeah. And he, he's going to help you get the method to deal with it in a healthy way. Not in right. a way that's going to get us in trouble exactly. or contaminate exactly. our spirit. And, 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 you know, even what you were saying, God is not only a loving father, but he's an approachable father. He, You know, approachable. He, yes. I mean, he does not want us to be afraid. Now, he first of all, he does want us to reverence him, respect him, but not be in respect. fear of him for us to not right. talk to him. God want to, listen, God right. want to communicate and have a dialogue with us. That blew my mind. Yes. You know, yes. and, and, and the thing yes. is, I, I I look at it like this. The things that God made, just taking it personal, he made this for me. The word of God that he wrote, he wrote that specifically for me. And right. nobody right. else to look at it like that, that ain't my problem. But I look at it because there are some nuggets that God is trying to help me with. But when I look out in the, in, uh, the outside, when I open up that front door, mm-hmm. when I look in the sky and I see the white birds flying, I see the black birds singing, I see the 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 green grass, I see all these, I see God's fingerprints tailor made for me, and I, and I, and I'm I'm gonna say this, I I have to say this, I don't know if I said this before on the podcast or not, but when you notice, for those who may have dealt with. Um, if you want to say depression, uh, low self-esteem yeah. or whatever, a lot of times the devil right. going to always try to make us feel secluded, want to make us right. be withdrawn, want to make us stay inside, inside the house, you know, right. uh, just wallow in your sorrow. But I found that right. if you want to do the first step in overcoming that depression or whatever like that, one of the things I found out that God just struck me, he told me to start telling people the first thing you need to do, put on some clothes and go outside. You ain't even got to go right. in the world. Just step outside no. and look at God's fingerprints. Look it at his too. artwork that he made for you. He made That's those right. things beautiful for you, for your eyes to be pleasant. Imagine what he want to do within right. you in spite of what exactly. transpired. I, exactly. Look here, that almost made me throw my wig off. I'm like, golly. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? 
It was free. <laughs> it didn't cost us anything to go out in the go outside and just look at daddy's fingerprints. You know? Right. Right. I'm like, man. And 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 you know, like the Bible teaches us. If you'll take care of the insects, if you'll take care of the birds and the flowers, what more would he do for his own children? Yeah. 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 What more would he do for his own children? And he's he's the creator of all. He owns Mm -hmm. everything. And he didn't even hold back his own son. So what would he hold back from us? And I think that's yeah. what, you know, when people really, really begin to uh, uh, get into the spirit of God, get into the will of God, and if they can understand that, I mean, life is great. Like, for me, life is great. Um, I, I just thank God for my life. Uh, I'm not looking for any type of tragedy or anything like that. But I'll say this. I know he got me. Mm-hmm. No matter what I go through, I know he got me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I, I, I'm with you on that, man. I just think people just need to pay attention to God's fingerprint. I really like the way you put that. They just, you know, they just step out the step out the door. And when you go into work or whatever, don't get focused on uh, your task at hand, but let God help you with your task Hold on one second. Brother Sam, I apologize for the for the uh, viewers. I am so sorry. What I'm gonna do? I've totally forgot. <laughs> I forgot that um, I can hear you, and I forgot to have my headphones on. But I forgot oh. I didn't have the listeners <laughs> listening. So <laughs> I totally forgot. But I'm That's gonna right. I'm gonna get you on the air. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on one second, cause okay. those okay. are the okay. Let me see. Okay, you can go ahead and speak right now. Okay, okay. And, yeah, like I was saying, um, um, you I, I don't know if they could hear you, if they could hear me, but I, I love your expression on God's fingerprint. And if we would just pay attention to what God has done for us, just by, you know, waking us up in the morning and the sun shining and the wind blowing and the different things like that, what more would he hold back from us? I mean, he is so great and wonderful. And you have to understand that he is your loving father. He's, he's not authoritarian. He's not, yeah, he doesn't have his thumb on you, pressing down on you, which is that what Satan would have you believe. But God is a loving father, and no matter what we go through in any situation, he's going to be there for us, and he's going to help us with it, each and every situation. Now, as Minister June always talks about, there's some situations we put ourselves in. <laughs> and then we want God to get us out. But there's consequences to those choices. So I say make great choices um, through God about letting God work through you and then see how your life turns out. Yes. Yes, I, I I've been so used to I've been so used to um, uh, not clicking this on. So I apologize for those who are uh, who are listening online, and, and um, uh, I appreciate I appreciate uh, brother Sam uh, you with your words of wisdom, and, uh, and and like I said, just being able to understand that when we look at these things, 
when we look at these things with um, just life, you know, God is concerned, but also even when you deal with, not only when you deal with jealousy, but even when you are, when you have dealt with jealousy within yourself, God wants us to right. give it to him. And and I, and I, I found out no matter what you've dealt with, God said give it to him. No matter how long you've dealt with it, I don't care if it was, I don't care how long you dealt with it. I don't care if you were the recipient or you were the giver of it. God said come right. before his throne boldly. And also, even in the Bible, we forget sometimes, but it tells us, come as we are in the pardons of our sins. And nowhere in the Bible did he tell us to uh, get clean before he cleans us. There is no pre-wash that God want (laughs) to allow us to do. He Look, he want us to come and he want to take care of everything. You know, um, a couple years ago, I was able to go to... uh, Jamaica at the time it was all inclusive and uh, I was like wow everything was already paid for all I needed to do was just show up I mean think about it just show up everything was already taken care of and so if God allowed us to experience that in the natural imagine what he want us to experience in the spiritual you know just and and the thing is we can have that right now if we just allow ourselves in the spirit, we can have all the joy and happiness that he will provide. We just got to accept it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I appreciate you. You know, um, this was, this was a message that I actually, um, I wanted to do about two years ago. And, um, matter of fact, I looked at it at the time that, um, I did it. I didn't, uh, do it myself. I ended up having someone to speak on it because we had a, Unfortunately, we had a three o'clock program at the time, and I ended up making it home late, so I just went to ask somebody as yeah. a guest. But, but, um, but you know, I thank God. God want us to be able to. I, I'm, I'm seeing even right now. We, in matter of fact, I have you on the earth. We're gonna, we're gonna get ready to pray. But I'm actually seeing God will deal with some things that may be in our spirit. There may be somebody that may be jealous right now. And God wants you to know, he wants you to get rid of that spirit. Like I said, I have to emphasize that it's a spirit. God wants us to deal with that spirit and give up that spirit of enviness and jealousy because he yeah. wants to bless us. There is a move of God right. that's about to come. And matter of fact, a lot of times there are some expectations that God trying to give us, but in order for us to ex- expect, he wants us to inspect what's in us to get it right. out of the way. And God wants us to be able to, you know, when God give us something, that means that he entrusted that with us. But if we still holding on to jealousy, unforgiveness, that's something else, unforgiveness, hatred or whatever, we cannot effectively minister or do the will and the work of God because those are things that is a spirit that's unlike him. God wants right. us to be able to forgive those who misfitefully used us. Forgive those who might be jealous towards us. And you found out, hey, you found out that that friend that you helped along the way, you've been there for that person or whatever. Then come to find out that person was using you, that person was hurting you or whatever. Like that God is saying, look here, give that over. Look, give that over 
to him. Let God be the spiritual uh, crit, uh, 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 debt, the debt giver, the, the debt person that end up dealing with that stuff. Give God that debt so that way you can be rich with healing, rich with the blessing that he have for you. Um, debt collector, that's the word I was trying to say, debt collector. God, Let God be that debt collector. Instead of you trying to get revenge on that person, give that to the spiritual debt collector, God Almighty. Let him deal that's with it. Right. You know, can make up the difference. You can't. And even in your best ability, if you try to seek revenge, mm-hmm. you know, there's an old saying, um, Flavor Flav once said back in the day, just in case, that might have been before your time. But Flavor Flav once said, you kill my dog, I'm going to sling your cat. <laughs> you know, but God want, but God want to give you the things that he purposed for you, but he can't give it to you when you hold on to things such as unforgiveness and hurt and anger. So, as we get ready to pray, you know, you may, you may know someone that's dealing with that. You you may be okay, but you may have heard of someone. This is the opportunity to us for us to even to intercede for somebody. You know, this is the time right. that you know we have to look beyond our ourselves and look at the needs of others. And so, just in case you know someone who may have dealt with that, or just in case you know somebody that needs prayer. This is the time that we can hold them up before God. And just in case you may be watching who may not be saved, Romans 10 and 9 tells us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ is thy Savior and believe their heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. This is the time that we can be able to receive the blessed hope that Jesus Christ has for us. So, Minister Sam, if you don't mind, uh, we're going to get ready to pray. And, and, and even uh, as we pray, if you want to chime in or whatever, you're welcome to. I'm going to make sure to put the uh, mic on also. But you're welcome to at this right. time also. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, right. we're coming to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. We're coming to you right now, God. We thank you, Lord for being an awesome God, being a faithful, committable God. God, we ask you, God, to forgive us, God. If there's anything in us that's not like you, God. We ask you, God, for your permit, for your forgiveness, and we receive your forgiveness, and we thank you for your forgiveness. We're coming to you right now, God, ask you, God, to help us, God, to get rid of any jealousy, get rid of any enviness, get rid of the things that are unlike you. Get it out of our spirit, man. Get it out of our thoughts. Get it out of our emotions right now in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, even speaking right now, God, for those who may have dealt with those things, God, help us, God, to give that hurt, that reject, that disappointment, everything over to you right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speaking right now, God. For those, God, who may even think about retaliation, God, God, helping God to release that over to you right now in the name of Jesus. God, helping you, helping us, God, to be able to have a testimony of your healing and working power, what you can do right now in the yes. name of Jesus. And we bind everything the devil stands for. We counsel the devil's assignment and we send him back to the pits of hell right now. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, for the healing and the wholeness, God, that you have given us, God, the recovery that you have given us, God. And, God, God, 
thank you, Lord, for helping us, God, to not seek any revenge or retaliation, God, but surrender everything, even for us to be able to pray for our enemies right now in the name of Jesus. And, God, we hold up those who may be hurting or grieving right now, God. Heal them right now, God. Comfort them right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we're speaking, God, for those who need physical healing, a touch from you, God. Touch and heal their bodies right now, God. From the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. We speaking, God, that you line up every cell, every tissue, every organ, every muscle, God. Line up with healing and wholeness right now in the name of Jesus. And God helping us, God, to not abandon the faith, God, even in the midst of adversity, God. Helping us, God, to have the expectation of you moving right now. And even if things are not turn out the way that we desire. We know that you're still able, God. So, God, help us, God, to look at through things is your perspective, God. Helping us, God, to be able to anticipate, God, a flow and a move of you. You answering our prayers right now, God, and helping us, God, to accept what you reveal right now. In the name of Jesus, we holding up, God, those who are near and dear to us, God. God, we even speaking, God, for those who may have been lost, God. We even speaking to the backslider right now, God. Let them know that you love them, God, and you are married to the backslider, God. Help them to understand, God, that you are right where they left you, God. So, God, we ask you to help them, God, to understand, God, that you are approachable, God. You are loving, God, and you want to reconcile relationships, broken relationships right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we even hold up right now, God. We hold up uh, uh, Dennis right now, God. Dennis, Dennis right now. We hold up Dennis, God. Dennis uh, Richardson right now. We hold him up before you right now, God. Touch the Richardson family right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking, God, for those who may be in the hospital room, God. Touch and heal their bodies right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, there's some who may need employment, God. Lead them to the job that you have for them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we even speaking, God, for those who need need to know their identity, God. Reveal your identity that you have them, God. Have them in right now, God. And let them know, God, you have the purpose and plan for them, God. If they continue to seek you, God, you will answer, God. You will reveal right now. And we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Awesome, awesome, yes. awesome. Yes, yes, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, and and also for those who may be, for those who may be um, uh, listening and watching, thank you all uh, so much for y'all love, support, and in, in, in everything throughout the years. Uh, in case you want to get in contact with me, I'm Brother Prater, B R O T H E R. Prater, P as in Paul, R A T as in Tom E R. Uh, you can catch me on Facebook, and you can catch me uh, on Facebook where you see my uh, daily devotion and my videos. Also, you can go to my website at brotherprater.com. You see my daily devotion, the upcoming events, and also personal appearances. Also, uh, you can go to the store section of my book where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God, a Father. As a matter of fact, I got it right here. A few good men have passed God in fatherhood. Uh, in this book, I speak about um, the importance of men and also their need, the needs pertaining to their family, uh, pertaining to the children, even the children's mother. But also uh, to talk to the young ladies who may be seeking, uh, looking for a husband uh, or even 
for future children or whatever. And there's a lot of things I speak about, and I really think it's a good tool. But also, uh, the, my other book, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, this is a book pertaining to uh, a tribute to my uh, late sister, Sheila Prater, who was uh, tragically killed um, through domestic violence. But I thank each and every one who tuned in, and I thank you all. Thank you all so much for y'all continued love and support. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you, and good night. Good night.